Wall Street tumbles as some of the world's biggest companies look for innovative ways to handle the financial market turmoil. Auction clearance rates remain solid for the fifth week in a row, supporting hopes that the pace of price falls will start to slow, and Elon Musk introduces Atlantis, the robot. It's Monday, the 3rd of October, 2022. Welcome to Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Uh, Sean, it might be a, a public holiday today for a, a fair chunk of the, the country, really, but we obviously, A, still have a show to do, and we also have some pretty exciting news today. Go on. Well, we are actually today launching the newest podcast that's part of uh, the, the Fear and Greed extended family. It is called How Do They Afford That? And it's a um, it's a collaboration between Fear and Greed and Canna Campbell, who was previously a financial planner for, for something like 20 years. She's now the founder of Sugar Mama TV, which is a, a financial literacy platform covering everything from YouTube and podcasts uh, to, to Instagram and books and a whole lot of things. Anyway, what we are doing in How Do They Afford That is really kind of giving you hacks and habits and ideas and things to, to kind of help your money go further and work harder for you. We've got basically everything from tips to get the, the household grocery bill under control right through to investing for the kids or, or kind of finding money or ways to invest while you're also paying the mortgage, which just seems to be getting more and more expensive every month. There is a new episode every Monday. Uh, you can find it, Sean, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm. Just search for How Do They Afford That is the name. The links are also in today's show notes. But have a look, have a listen, hit subscribe or follow. And I think you'll find it pretty informative and fun. Yeah, very exciting for us here at Fear and Greed to have a uh, another podcast under our umbrella. So I totally agree with you. Search it out, look for it, hit follow, and off you go. Absolutely. Now, back to to fear and greed land and the world of business news, Sean. You have a chat with a guest we've spoken to him once before. He was fantastic. So he's back with us today, Josh Gilbert from eToro. Yes, we run through what to do when there's fear in the market and what to do when there's greed in the market. He uh, kindly kind of spoke to us using our language, basically the assets to stay away from and the assets to start thinking about for your portfolio. Very, very good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he had a real kind of focus on the US, which is perfectly appropriate for the main story this morning, Sean, because there are more signs of inflation out of the US over the weekend with a number of big name companies taking pretty drastic action to improve earnings and kind of stop their share price slide. That's right. As the week begins here in Australia, the local market is likely to be under pressure today because of what's going on in Wall Street and the likelihood of a rate rise in Australia tomorrow. First of Wall Street, one of the key measures in inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index, rose sharply last month and annually is up 6.2%. Now, the US Fed targets about 2% for this, so 6.2% is a lot higher than what it wants it to be. Then later, a member of the US Fed said interest rates in the world's largest economy will have to stay higher for longer. That sent the broad-based S&P 500 down 1.2% to its lowest level since November 2020. Now, for the month of September, the market lost more than 9%. That's the worst since March 2020, which of course is when COVID hit. And as I mentioned earlier, Sean, household names like Nike and Facebook are kind of changing tact now as they uh, face up to what could well be a recession in the US. 
Yeah, look, we've seen it in financial markets already with the US dollar very strong and global equity and bond markets being sold off. Now we're really seeing it on Main Street in these companies. Late last week, Nike's share price fell sharply after it said inventory had surged, forcing it to push through discounts that hurt profitability. It suffered from higher freight costs, markdowns and foreign exchange effects. Its share price is down more than 40% this year. You think about Nike, they sell a lot of stuff outside the US. So when it's translated back into US dollars with the strong greenback, it doesn't look quite as good. Also, last week, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg outlined sweeping plans to reorganize teams and reduce headcount for the first time ever, calling an end to the era of rapid growth at the social media giant. For the first time since it was founded in 2004, Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook, will freeze hiring and restructure some teams to trim expenses and realign priorities. Meta will likely be smaller in 2023 than it was this year, Zuckerberg said. That's a big change for what really has been the great social media company over the past two decades. Meta share price has fallen 60% so far this year. And Sean, the world's biggest shipping group, Maersk, will begin to slow the pace of its container ships to lower fuel costs. Yeah, it's another great example. Maersk is Danish. It's not US-based, but it sails 730 container vessels. It's the largest shipping company in the world. It has been going at full speed to keep up with demand during the pandemic, but Maersk has decided to change tack. Now, it's a barometer for global trade, as you can imagine, because the more vessels moving around the place, the better global trade is. It expects ocean freight volumes to be flat or lower this year, thanks to US consumers buying less and a drop in confidence due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The good news is that freight rates have started falling, though there's plenty of congestion still in ports around the world. Michael, there is plenty going on. Yeah, there sure is. What about on local markets? It was a bad day on Friday with most stocks falling. The consumer discretionary stocks, think the retailers, tech companies, industrials, financials all fell sharply by the close of trading. The S&P ASX 200 was down more than 1% to 6,474 points. Another bad September. There were big drops among the big banks with Commonwealth Bank, Westpac and ANZ all tumbling around 2.5%. Macquarie Group was off more than 4%. Transurban tumbled by about the same amount and West Farmers fell 3%. The companies that did okay were the materials and energy companies. Rio Tinto jumped nearly 3%. Santos and BHP were both up around 1%. Fortescue and Woodside also ended higher. It was a really mixed bag in terms of worst performers. What this really demonstrates is just the negative sentiment across all sectors. So the bottom five on Friday, carsales.com, hearing implant group Cochlear, dealership Augers Automotive, tech companies ProMedicus and WiseTech Global. Very eclectic bunch, that. The best tended to be the gold stocks, reflecting a rising price for the precious metal. Newcrest Mining led the way up 3%. The Aussie dollar starts the week, trading just under 64 US cents. Oil prices fell over the weekend with Brent crude fetching 85 US dollars a barrel and an ounce of gold is worth 1660 US dollars. Okay, we'll be back in a moment with the rest of the day's business news. Sean, it was another solid weekend for auctions with the preliminary clearance rate above 60% for the fifth straight week. And what's interesting, Michael, is that anecdotally at least, fully renovated homes are particularly popular and fetching premiums 
because you don't have to worry about finding a builder or a tradie or worried about getting materials off ships, etc. According to Domain, the national clearance rate was 62.5% with Melbourne the busiest market. Its clearance rate was almost 65%. Auction numbers were down in Sydney due to the grand final last night. Its clearance rate was 60%. Adelaide's leading the way in terms of sales at least. It's had a clearance rate of 78%, Canberra was 62% and Brisbane 46%. With interest rates still rising, there's pressure on house prices, but just the fact that the national clearance rate and then individual city clearance rates aren't falling by much, if at all, notwithstanding there are more homes in the market, is really a good sign for prices. We'll find out more about that from CoreLogic tomorrow. Now, Sean, how about this one? There are reports that the AUKUS pact between the US, UK and Australia could be expanded or replicated. A senior White House advisor is reported in the Herald Sun as saying there's room for AUKUS to expand. Australia's Defence Minister Richard Miles is in Hawaii at the moment to meet his US counterpart Lloyd Austin. He's inspecting the US's Virginia-class submarines. Now, Japan's defence minister is also there, fueling speculation about an expansion of AUKUS. Mr Austin said the trilateral alliance made the region safer and he looked forward to expanding military activities and deepening technological cooperation. If Japan was to join it, what's the name going to be? Is it going to be Jorkus? <laughs> AUKUS? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it has to it be does, Yeah, it's not a very natural fit. But then again, AUKUS isn't a particularly no, kind of nice-sounding acronym anyway. So that's just, true. yeah, Jorkus it probably is. Now, the Financial Review's power list was released over the weekend and it named Commonwealth Bank CEO Matt Common the most powerful business leader in the country. Probably no surprise there, really. Yeah, I mean, big is beautiful, really. I think in a small market like Australia, so the heads of the big companies tend to be the most powerful business leaders. Hence, you got Matt Common at number one. Also up there was BHP's Mike Henry, Wes Farmer's Rob Scott, Macquarie Group's Shamara, Rick Remina-Yaka and Woolworth's Brad Banducci. They're all in the top 10. But increasingly, the power of money is making a comeback. If you think years ago, the Packers and the Murdochs, I suppose they were media barons, but they also had a lot of money and they always seem to top these sorts of lists. Mike Cannon-Brooks from Atlassian, a billionaire, he's on the list. He's the second most powerful business leader, according to the Financial Review. Fortescue Metals founder, Andrew Forrest, is at four as much for his non-Fortescue work as anything else. Both are making waves around the transition to renewable energy sources, of course. That's the most powerful business leaders. There's also there's all sorts of power lists in the fin. Away from business, the most powerful leaders are the politicians with Anthony Albanese at number one, Treasurer Jim Chalmers at two, and Foreign Minister Penny Wong at three. Okay, moving on to overseas news now, and Chinese President Xi Jinping has told Communist Party members to prepare for, quote, great struggles to achieve China's dream of becoming a truly global power. That sounds a little ominous. It does, and he said that the goal has never been closer, and you can sort of understand that argument. In an article published on China's National Day, which marks the anniversary of Communist Party rule, Mr Xi said the party must be prepared to make harder efforts to achieve its goal of national rejuvenation, according to the Financial Review. He also warned that the party must oppose all words and deeds that weaken its leadership. Finally, Sean, I mentioned this one at the top of the show, and I've been looking forward to it. Tesla's Elon Musk has presented his first humanoid robot prototype named Atlantis, which he claims will one day be part of everyday life. Yes. Now, the robot was pushed on stage by three Tesla workers, slightly inauspicious beginning. (laughs) It doesn't have a brain yet. 
It could only wave to the audience. That's about the only thing it could do. Notwithstanding, it was somewhat underwhelming. Mr. Musk said the robot included 28 specifically designed actuators to control the robot's movements, a slim, shiny metallic body and a battery pack capable of powering Atlantis for a full day. He hopes it will be able to walk on its own within weeks. Michael, I think there's a way to go. Does it feel a little bit like they've gone off a little early in presenting this? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we had more advanced robots building cars now for the last 30 years? I think so. Elon Musk a year ago made a big thing that he would present this this year, but it's clearly not quite there yet. Mm, Okay. (laughs) All right. Up next is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview, Sean. Uh, We mentioned this one earlier, Josh Gilbert from eToro. Yeah, a must-listen for anyone interested in investing, particularly if you're interested in investing on Wall Street. Yeah, and it's a big week in economics as well. And with Stephen Kukoulos, our, our resident economist away, we have got the fantastic Sherelle Murphy filling in. We do. Sherelle and Stephen are good mates. Sherelle stepped in. She's the chief economist at EY. She's also worked at the Reserve Bank. She's worked for government. She's done all sorts of things and a terrific communicator about economics. Well, worth a listen. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget our new podcast, which launches today. How Do They Afford That is the name. It features Canna Campbell, the founder of Sugar Mama TV, and me talking Mm. about personal finance, all the kind of tips and tricks and hacks. Yeah, I had no idea. You mentioned it earlier in the show and you said the hacks. Hacks? Is that like cybercrime or something? I don't know. I'm going to go away and listen to it right now. So I can understand what that means. Yeah, well, it's it's all the little tips and things that, that will help your money go a little bit further, work a little bit harder for you. Uh, episode one is kind of looking at the grocery bills. So it's it's something that everyone can really use at the moment. How do they afford that is the name of the podcast. Links are in the show notes and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Monday, the 3rd of October, 2022. Make sure you're following the podcast and join us online on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. I'm Michael Thompson and that was Fear and Greed. Have a great day.